Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Harrop. I've been in different leadership positions over the last seven years, and the most rewarding thing is when I'm able to help women on their way to a promotion or a better position with another company. I'm here to help so many more women see their potential and implement small changes every day to make a huge impact in their career. I focus on confidence, self-awareness, communication, growth mindset, networking, and more. If you're ready to believe in yourself and take action, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hey, thanks for joining me today on the Next Level Leaders podcast. I wanted to share real quick about a great customer service experience, but first, I must admit a confession that I have. I enjoy fake tanning. I said it. I know that it's not the greatest for you, but I do enjoy the occasional fake bake, so there you have it. I had purchased a package before I got pregnant, and I did not call the tanning salon to let them know that I wasn't going to be using my package and to see if they would be willing to extend it for me. So when I went back the other day after over a year of not tanning and not even speaking with anyone there, I said, hey, I'm ready to tan, and I know my tanning package is probably expired. I explained what happened, and without any question, the gal reinstated my tanning pass and said that she would leave a note for her manager to adjust my account properly. I was so happy and relieved that I didn't have to argue it or fight it. It was just really easy, which was so nice. And the next time that I went in, I spoke with the manager who was there. She was working and she had let me know that she had a negative experience when she had the same thing happen to her where she was pregnant and could not go tanning and her tanning passes expired and the tanning salon would not allow her to reinstate any of the tans that she had previously paid for. So she was super sweet. She even gave me an extra tan due to any inconvenience, which really there wasn't any, but it was just super nice of her to do for me. So I love those great customer service experiences because I've been in customer service pretty much my whole life, dealing with customers and having those interactions. And I will tell you that approaching something positively, even if it's a frustrating situation, You'll have such a better experience with it because if I went in there guns a-blazing, ready to say, you know, get me with your manager, I need to talk to someone right now and fuming, they may not be as open and willing to help me as opposed to me coming in and saying, hey, can you let me know what I can do in this situation? I understand I totally dropped the ball and never reached out in regards to letting you know that I got pregnant and I wouldn't be able to go tanning anytime soon. So what can we do from here? I can tell you that all of my experiences with different customers have been so much better when they approach saying, hey, this is what happened. I'm frustrated. Can you tell me what you can do for me? I've even had people be a little bit upset, but then later on understanding and calming down and then being able to move forward from there. So I would highly recommend approaching things calmly at first and understanding that 
the person who you're speaking with likely isn't the one who caused your problem. And if it is, hopefully they'll fix it for you anyways, but approach things with kindness. And I know you'll get such a better response from that as opposed to coming in guns a blazing and demanding things to be done. I get it. We all get frustrated and super heated at times. I can't deny that that's not happened to me, but it's always going to work out better for you if you can approach things calmly first and escalate from there. If you learn anything from my podcast, that is a huge takeaway is approaching things with kindness. When you've worked in the customer service industry for so long, both customer facing in the sense of face-to-face in person as well as over the phone, it seems that people get more and more mean the less personalized it gets. So email is no face-to-face, no voice interaction, so you can get some pretty harsh emails. And then you've got the voice conversations where they don't see the human behind the phone call. And I've had some really, really awful phone calls from escalated situations at previous companies. And it's totally unnecessary if I'm willing to help you or if you dropped the ball and ended up forgetting to do something that needed to be done. Some things, unfortunately, I can't fix but I'm going to try my best, right? So as long as you are in touch with someone who is trying their best to help you, that's who you want to get in touch with. And so I will always ask to be transferred to someone else if the person on the phone is unable to assist me. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And I approach it still with kindness and then see where I can go from there. I get so much more done and I've received so much more in return in regards to refunds or extra things because of my calm approach. Again, I'm not perfect. I'm not going to claim to be. I've totally been that person who has lost it a little bit over the phone after being transferred a bunch of different times to the wrong departments, but you catch my drift. Always try to approach with kindness first and hopefully you don't have to ever escalate from there. Anyway, I will jump off of that soapbox, but I'm hoping to make this episode rather quick. The episode title is a little aggressive and I considered if I should change it or not, but it gets the point across in regards to what I'm talking about today. Apologizing. For women especially, we apologize way too much. We apologize sometimes for even simply existing or simply showing up to something or somewhere, which is really frustrating and it shows such a lack of confidence. So that is why I wanted to talk about it today is I hear people on Instagram or in person constantly apologizing for the way they look or for the way they are showing up in the world or for the way their house looks, all these different things we are apologizing for and it's not necessary at all. Of course, there are times where apologizing is helpful and necessary, but I'm talking about the times where it's not needed whatsoever. And the question is, how do you know when you should stop apologizing, right? So what I would suggest to consider is to stop yourself after you have apologized. First step is at least acknowledging that you do it. And if you're listening to this episode, you'll start recognizing when you apologize unnecessarily. 
I do it all the time too. So it's something that I'm also working on, but I'm hoping that if I can get the message out there to more women, we can all work together to help each other to stop apologizing and almost call each other on it as well, because it's not something that we need to be doing, but it's almost something that has become such a norm to us because so many of us are doing it that we're all saying it. So that was a lot of assumptions and a lot of definites, but I feel so strongly about this and I want to talk about some different things that we can do in order to stop apologizing. So like I said, first step is acknowledging that you're saying it. Acknowledge whenever you're apologizing and then think, should I have apologized for that? I see so often on social media, someone goes live on Instagram or Facebook and they're apologizing about their hair or their skin or their makeup or their house. It's not something that needs to be apologized for. If you need to acknowledge it, sometimes I record my podcast with my daughter in the background because she's by my side almost 100% of the time. So I'm not going to apologize if you hear her in the background, but I can certainly acknowledge that she is in the background and you may hear her. So simply changing the way that you are saying it, you can say, hey, my house is a mess today and it is because of these reasons. It's been a really long day and that's okay that my house is currently a mess. Don't say, I'm so sorry, my house is such a mess. Oh my gosh, I am just a hot mess express right now. See the difference there? One is owning and acknowledging it because it's there. It's a circumstance. It's not something that has any emotions behind it. And the other one is almost explaining it as if you failed at something or you're falling short of something. Same with our appearance or our hair or how we dress. You know, most of the times I'm going to be in a nicer shirt or sweater and in my leggings or yoga pants. And that's totally okay. I'm not going to apologize for it. If I show you that I'm in my yoga pants, I'll just acknowledge that I'm wearing yoga pants. So it's something that I think that we can all work together on to be better at in regards to owning our confidence and not apologizing so often for things that aren't necessary. This also goes for if you're showing up late to something or maybe you miss the ball on something. Again, just owning it and stop apologizing for everything. It can get really frustrating and I'm sure all of us know at least one person who does this who is constantly late and apologizes for it every single time but doesn't do anything about it to not be late again in the future or is constantly apologizing for whatever else it is but again, no action is taken so it's almost not even a sincere apology. So that's kind of where I'm getting at is If you did something that needs an apology, of course, of course, apologize for it. I definitely don't want to create any more people who are going to be so hard on the outside and not willing to be open and vulnerable. Apologizing is a huge vulnerability, and I love to encourage people to apologize for whatever it is that is going on. However, if you aren't taking the action behind it to actually make the change, then stop saying it. So if you're going to apologize about having a dirty house, what are you going to do to change it, right? That's kind of the difference is owning it and being confident or apologizing and actually doing something to make a change. 
Once you're aware and have been able to acknowledge when you're apologizing unnecessarily, then the next step you can take is to slow down your speaking and not apologize when you would normally default to that response. So it's going to take some time, but anytime you picture yourself apologizing, honestly, close your mouth and pause for a moment so that you can think of something else to say or allow that moment of silence to pass and move on with your conversation. Once you're aware and can acknowledge the amount of times you are apologizing unnecessarily, and then you're able to stop yourself from apologizing or at least be able to reflect on why you're saying that. Is it a place of insecurity? Is it something else? Do a little bit of reflection there so that you can determine how you want to proceed and if you want to continue the way that you are speaking to your audience or to your own family or to your sons and daughters to be an influence to those around you, your coworkers, your colleagues, and figure out the best way that you want to present yourself in front of other people. So for me, this took some time and I'm still working on many things, apologizing and saying the word just, again, unnecessarily, are things that downplay our own confidence. And unfortunately, it's something that we do to ourselves to lower our confidence levels or to show our lack of confidence. And I'll go into the word just on a different podcast episode. I don't want to go on too many soapboxes today because I already am on two of them. But I want to discuss the importance of words and how they can affect how we present ourselves to other people and how they perceive our own confidence. So apologizing unnecessarily is a huge one where people automatically will start to assume that we are insecure and that's 100% okay if you are insecure. Let's work on removing the unnecessary apologies so our words aren't adding to our insecurities. Does that make sense? Our words have such an impact on our overall presence and confidence. So if you're able to stop apologizing when it's not necessary, you will notice a change. And I hope that's one more step towards becoming a more confident you. And I'll do more podcast episodes on different words or combination of words or different things that we do that lower our appearance of confidence Because if we can speak more confidently, we start to rise up to that level of confidence. And if we can continue to do that back and forth with our words and our own confidence building, you'll come off so much more confident and it will reflect the inner you that is more confident as well. So I hope that was not too much of a soapbox. I try to provide a lot of helpful content on here as far as helping you promote and grow within your career. I think apologizing when it's not necessary is a huge thing. So I wanted to come on here today, but it was a little bit of a rant and that's okay. Thanks again for joining me today. If you have any other suggestions or questions or anything that you want to talk to me about, head over to Instagram. Again, it's at Nicole.Harup. I would love to hear from you until next week. We'll see you later. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Next Level Leaders. If today's episode resonated with you, please take a quick screenshot, share it to your Instagram, and tag me at Nicole.Hara. 
I love to see it and it means the world to me. I appreciate you helping to spread the word so I can help more women. See you on next week's episode.